This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is sponsored by Harvard Business School Executive Education. Fintech is revolutionizing finance. Join executives and disruptors at Harvard Business School's new program, Leveraging Fintech Innovation to Grow and Compete. Learn more at hbs.me slash fintech. YC-backed Upsolve is automating bankruptcy for everyone by Danny Crichton. The popular image of a Chapter 7 bankruptcy might be a large company like Enron failing or maybe some lazy drifter trying to shirk their financial responsibilities. The reality is anything but those sorts of images. Today in America, the most common reason for bankruptcy is to discharge egregious sums of medical debt, which might have been incurred in a short stint in a hospital emergency room. There is a large academic debate on how many bankruptcies are triggered by medical debt. The percentage varies hugely between different studies, from, say, 4% to 62%, and it really depends on how you define someone's lead cause of bankruptcy. Most filers with medical debt also have other forms of debt, so what specifically triggered a bankruptcy? Due to stigma, filers will often point to medical debt when other forms of debt may be larger. Bankruptcy allows people to get out from under a debilitating and permanent state of financial crisis, assuming one can afford it. Applying for bankruptcy itself costs money, potentially thousands of dollars, depending on the attorney used. The cruel irony is that the people who can least afford to apply are those who are most locked out from the help they need. Upsolve, one of the three nonprofit tech startups in Y Combinator's current winter batch, is building a unified and efficient software product to allow users easy access to the bankruptcy system. Users go through a series of questions to collect the required information about their financial circumstances. Then Upsolve provides automated bankruptcy forms reviewed by an Upsolve attorney, all for free. Our mission is to help the victims of our broken financial system, Upsolve CEO and co-founder Rohan Pavaruli said to me. If you're poor, you don't have access to the same rights. He describes Upsolve as TurboTax for bankruptcy, although to be clear, TurboTax is a for-profit business line of Intuit. Much like tax, bankruptcy is convoluted. There are 23 forms to file for bankruptcy, he said. So far, the software platform seems to be finding traction. Since starting the org in summer of 2016 and launching their pilot in early 2018, Upsolve has processed $16 million in bankruptcies on behalf of 400 people and has diagnosed debt problems for 5,000 users during 2018, according to Pavaluri. We're automating a $40,000 check to these folks for three hours worth of time. Unlike legal processes like estate planning, which are burdened with handling 50 different state processes, bankruptcy is based on federal law, which means that Upsolve's solution can work across the country. Today, it supports 47 states, and the startup's first target markets are New York and Illinois. 
Where Upsolve gets really interesting is on the financial side, both in how it approaches revenues from users and also how it funds its operations. On the revenue side, Upsolve is free. Inspired by GoFundMe and other startups, Pavaluri and his team have created a model where users donate what they think is fair for the service. That has worked so far as on a unit basis we cover our costs from the tipping model, he said. Over time, he hopes to break even using just the tipping model, but today the organization relies on legal aid funds to partially fund its operations. The U.S. government and many state governments have funding set aside to finance civil legal aid, and the Legal Services Corporation is the largest funder to date of Upsolve. I asked about whether incumbent lawyers are threatened by Upsolve. Pavlori said that most lawyers don't want to handle these cases in the first place because they're not profitable and generally need to be handled pro bono. He said that for simple Chapter 7 cases, you almost certainly don't need a lawyer, and we challenge legal exceptionalism in that sense. He has spent the last two years crisscrossing the country meeting with bankruptcy groups, judges, bar associations, and attorneys to undergird support for the startup's work. In addition to Y Combinator, Upsolve has been funded by Harvard University, the Robin Hood Foundation, Schmidt Futures, Eric Schmidt, Fast Forward, and Briar Labs. TechCrunch is experimenting with new content forms. This is a rough draft of something new. Provide your feedback directly to the author, Danny, at danny at techcrunch.com if you like or hate something here. Share your feedback on your startup's attorney. My colleague Eric Eldon and I are reaching out to startup founders and execs about their experiences with their attorneys. Our goal is to identify the leading lights of the industry and help spark discussions around best practices. If you have an attorney you thought did a fantastic job for your startup, let us know using this short Google Form survey and also spread the word. We'll share the results and more in the coming weeks. Stray Thoughts, a.k.a. What I Am Reading Short Summaries and Analysis of Important News Stories Slack's financials are quite strong. Zoe Bernard and Alfred Lee at The Information have the scoop on Slack's financials. Huge revenue growth of about 75% last year to $389 million. The challenge is that Slack's valuation is still very heady given its revenues and is currently valued at about an 18 times multiple, according to the writers. That's expensive, but perhaps still desirable by investors who are otherwise looking at a relatively bleak market of investment opportunities. What's Next and Obsessions I'm reading The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein about halfway through, and it's quite thought-provoking and depressing. Armin is reading Never Lost Again by Bill Kilday, a history of mapping at Google and beyond. Armin and I are interested in societal resilience startups that are targeting areas like water security, housing infrastructure, climate change, disaster response, etc. Reach out if you have ideas or companies here. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.